0: I want to switch gears. We've been talking about the promise. And if you have not been a part of those, in fact, the very first one about three weeks ago on a Wednesday night, I want you to go back today sometime and I want you to listen to that message. Because that's key, that's critical to right now. And I am here to be the shepherd. I'm here to be the watchman. And every, every day, I believe I'm talking more to the Lord and i know this could be misconstrued and taken but i believe i'm i'm seeking the lord for direction of every service now more and i've done i i did it a lot before i thought but every day i say god what is it today because things are always changing what is the need what do i need to be doing what do i need to be applying lord what do i need to be embracing every day folks and I, and i tell you it's been it's been a real, real spiritual journey. And I don't mean that in a bad, bad way at all because I love walking with the Lord. But w- we've got to be so relevant because of times. And I want, to, I want to sort of switch from the promise for a while. And I want to talk to you about something that I believe that God wants done right now. The need is greater than we've ever known it, for this to take place. And that is preparing other people. You know, when I was seeking God about this week, it's just some New Testament words that the Gospels tell us about. And those words were and are, prepare ye the way. 2,000 years ago, the Bible said, Before Jesus came to this earth that it was prophesied not only that he would come But there would be a forerunner that would go before him And make the announcement and try to prepare people, get them ready for the coming Messiah And folks, I don't know how you feel about prophecy or how you feel about the word of God But I want to tell you this morning that our Lord and Savior, our Messiah, is soon to return to take His bride away. I believe it could happen at any moment. I believe before I'm even through with this message, hallelujah, that God could call the bride of Christ home to glory. And and I believe with all of my heart that since He is soon to return, that the church is in the greatest position it's ever been in to prepare the way for the coming of the Lord. People are more receptive than they've ever been. People are are open to hearing some kind of message of truth, some kind of saving grace somewhere, and they're getting it from the world. But they've got to get it from the church because this is the only truth there is. Everything else is indoctrinated by the devil and from hell. And the Prince of Power. So I believe that God wants us to prepare the way for Jesus Christ. Because if we don't prepare the way, people are going to be left, left behind. And I don't feel real good about the outcome of all that. Because I don't believe people have what it takes after the restrainer's hand has been removed. I don't believe people have inside of them what they need and they won't have access to it to be able to withstand the pressures that we are already beginning to see but they're only going to get worse. So I want to take you to Mark's gospel the very first chapter and I want to read this story to you it's quick but I want to start by talking about John the Baptist this morning. So here we go I want you to watch and listen. The beginning of the gospel of Jesus Christ the Son of God, as it is written in the prophets, behold, I send my messenger before your face who will prepare your way before you. The voice of one crying in the wilderness, and this is what he's crying, prepare ye the way of the Lord. He's telling John, make his paths straight. John came baptizing in the wilderness and preaching a a baptism of repentance for the remission of sins. And verse 5 says, And then all the land of Judea, those from Jerusalem, went out to him and were all baptized by him in the Jordan River, confessing their sins. so John went out after he was told by God to prepare the way. John stopped what he was doing. And he immediately went and began to preach that one message. Prepare ye the way of the Lord. Make his path straight. And I love the way the scriptures tell us that all the people were baptized. All the people were baptized. Believe it or not, that's the only three scriptures I'm going to read with you to you this morning, and that is because you either understand where we are right now, or you don't, and I've asked God to help me, and I'm going to ask Him to help me again, and I hope that's all right with you, because what I didn't want to do today, I didn't want to run in here, even under the current situation and setting, I didn't want to come in here and preach a happy message, a sad message, or a just a challenging message. Because I realize, folks, I believe what I'm telling you this morning. I believe God could come back. And I believe that the bride of Christ has to make herself ready. And the bride of Christ has to be aware of what the bridegroom desires when he comes. And He's not a stingy God. He's not a mean God. In fact, I've read this in the past week and a half. God loved the world so much that He gave us His Son. And I want you to know this morning there's about four things that you need to understand concerning this day that we're living in. You can write them down. You can just listen real good. But I want you to understand this day, this message is one that God not only will judge me for how I deliver it and what I say, but he's going to judge every one of us for how we receive it and what we do with it. So the first thing you need to understand about COVID-19 and Mark chapter 1 verse 1 through 3 is number one, that God is still sending messengers. God's still sending messengers. In fact, he told this, God did to to John the Baptist, and Isaiah told us this. But do you know before Jesus left, after he came, so he fulfilled the prophecy, he came, you believe that. And before he left again, do you know what he said? It sounds like in a different way that he gave the same instructions to the disciples. And you know the passage. And I'll just kind of paraphrase because we're not going to put it on the screen. Just listen. He said this, he said, go ye, go ye into all the world and preach the gospel. Every nation, every creature, he's meaning everybody. Don't discriminate. Don't leave anybody out. So we know what God wanted before Jesus came. And we know what God desired for people to do after Jesus came and then he left. He wants us to invest our lives into people and preparing people. The second thing he wants us to do, messenger's assignment is simply not to be confused, but the messenger's assignment is simply to prepare people. A lot of people are are caught up in doctrine. A lot of people are caught up even in prophecy right now. In government, in laws, in rules, in regulation, all kind of religion. People are caught up in all kinds of things except for preparing people to meet the Lord. And folks, all of that stuff is no good. No one is going to go to heaven, and I say this with all conviction. Nobody is going to heaven because of the way you feel about The word of God or how you interpret it. Nobody's going to heaven because of your opinion of doctrine. And he didn't tell you to go out here and spread the doctrine. Or to see how people feel about this or that. God said to go and make disciples. You don't make disciples by trying to indoctrinate people. You make disciples by doing and baptizing all by telling people he's real, he's alive. All this stuff is connected to him coming back and you need to be ready when he comes back. That's what a child of God is supposed to be busy doing. Don't be carried about with every wind of doctrine. Don't be on the latest popular topic or, or, or uh, discussion that's going on. Prepare people to meet Jesus. And I tell you, this is the only assignment that you need to have. You need to have a John the Baptist mentality. You need to have a Jesus Christ mentality. At 12 years of age, what did he say when he was talking to doctors and lawyers and his parents thought he was lost and they wanted to scold him and they came back, it was a three-day journey. And this is what he said. At 12 years age, he said, shouldn't I be about my father's business? And folks, I am telling you, you've got a captive audience right now. People want to know the way home. They are saying it in so many different ways, but people want to know. You've got an opportunity to lay up treasures in heaven right now more than you've ever had before. People can't go anywhere. They've got to hear you. I, heard a, I read a tweet uh, about a week ago uh, by this evangelist that said there was about 100 people lined up outside of Costco. And he said, great time to get out and share the gospel. So he shared the gospel. It was Red Comfort Living Waters. We've used a lot of their tracks before. And he said a lot of people receptive to the gospel because the only thing that matters is preparing people. People need to hear that Jesus is coming back. It means something. This stuff does mean something. The third thing is he wants you to know is that he wants to meet us. And he allows us to meet him. See, preparing is really a twofold purpose. It's a two-way street. First thing you need to understand is that the Lord God Himself, Jesus Christ, He wants to meet us. That's why He refers to us, not just as the body of Christ, but as the bride of Christ. He wants you to know that He loves you in a spiritually, an intimate way that you can't imagine. That's how dear you are to God and to His heart, and not only does He longed to meet you, and he's gone, like I said last week, to prepare a place for you. He wants you preparing a people for him while he's preparing a place for you. It's a two-way street. God's excited about meeting you face-to-face, falling down at his feet and worshiping him. Face to face. But he's equally excited about you preparing other people to be a part of this party and celebration. And again, I'm going to tell you, John, this was the only message he had. John, number four, didn't have any other message. Repent, for the kingdom of heaven is at hand. Jesus is on his way. And see, there's a lot of similarities because when Jesus came the first time, people were looking for a great king on a white horse with a, a lot of uh, following. They didn't expect Jesus to come, a baby in a manger. They didn't, he would never do that. Someone that great, that holy would never be that lowly. And I'm telling you, he's going to come like a thief in the night when he comes back. He's going to come in a way that people aren't looking for him. He's not going to be on Good Morning America or Entertainment Tonight or People Magazine or on uh, Star Search. That's old school for somebody old like me. Uh, What is it? The Voice or Idol. He's not going to be on. He's going to come in a way people aren't looking for him. He's going to come like a thief in the night. And this is why we have to know that Nothing else matters. I said this a long time ago. I think it's even in one of our documents here at the church. That on judgment day, it's in our statement of faith. The only thing that matters on judgment day when you stand before the Lord is do you know Him. I don't mean do you know of Him. But do you know Him. And what's really bothering me a lot. And this is not Everyone, I don't think that I'm right, and everybody else is wrong. I don't think that I'm the one, but I, I keep hearing it, and I can't get away from it. Everybody is giving encouragement because that's our job to do. And I know I'm about to say some things that will probably upset people or things that I've already made mention of. But, folks, I want you to understand me. I, I, look, I, I can't stand back there but so long. I want you to understand me. I want you to know that God loves people. God loves people so much that he knew that he could send his son down here to die for our sins and then his son could make the announcement about the church. And the church could and would get the job done. We're called a remnant. And, and we, we are hearing so many people b- behind pulpits. The, they all act like we're going to start meeting in droves and masses next week. And we're not going to do it that soon, church. It's not going to happen. People are still grieving and dying and having these awful, awful, awful. They're having these awful tests done, symptoms, dying, ventilators. You know the news. I don't have to go through all that. And preachers need to understand and we've all got to wake up and we've got to prepare people. That's our job, folks. We encourage people through the hope of Jesus Christ and that this world is not our home. That's how we need to be encouraging people. You see, because some people are living, but some people are dying. And if you're telling a dying person, it's all going to be all right, that's not doing them any good if they're not saved and ready to meet Jesus. Our job is to prepare people. And it's as if the pulpits have become like a Mr. Rogers mentality. Like, a oh, I don't want to offend anybody. I just want to be your neighbor. Listen to me, friend. Your job is to preach the whole counsel of God. Even the things that might upset people, but it will save people. You can preach about being prepared through the love of Jesus. I'm trying my best under the anointing of the Holy Ghost to do it this morning. But it won't be received that way if you are running from God or you're trying to justify something that you want to get back to that's ungodly. I want you to know that all this that's going on, this is why we've got to make sure our job right now is to prepare people. The, the stage is set for the Lord to return. I, I read something on a post about a week or two ago. It, it's a fishing group that I'm a part of that I don't get to fish, but I, I like to read about other people fishing sometimes. And it, and it talked about how all of this going on, and see a lot of you that are not really saved, and you're going to get mad because I say this, but a lot of you that are not in love with Jesus You're going to think I'm going political, and I don't care. You just think it. If that's how far the devil's got you, I'm ready for you to come back home. If you're from another church or you're living in another place or you just don't see it this way, that's fine. But listen to me. All this that's going on in our world, God knew about this. Do you think this is catching him by surprise? This is directly connected. Do you know, and you're going to think I'm bragging, but I'm not. Last week, the Lord prompted me to to tell you about a, a... just a moment I had with God while I was staying in a wall. I don't know if you remember that. And, and that was what, and he was talking to me personally. What would I do? How, how would it change my witnessing? If I thought that the, the coronavirus would be, or the vaccine for it, would be directly connected some kind of way, possibly, to the mark. And the only way we, we're to know that people are clear and safe to be around is if they have some kind of chip. Which is not going to be called the mark of the beast. Because that's too biblical. It's going to have another new fancy name. Like an I chip or something like that. So don't get offended. I have an iPhone so don't get offended. But folks, we've got to see where we are. And on this post, it talked about how all these things. Listen to me. It's not about your health. People people that say those things that's just a political statement it's not about your health it's like when planned parenthood or somebody or a politician says it's all about the children or public education. I'm gonna go on there. Pu- it's all about the children. I've heard school board members. It's all about the children. Yeah, but but you can't even hold a child back. It's all about social promotion. It, 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 and it's like when a, a politician or somebody says it's it, it's 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 all about your health. That's not true. It can't be true. In fact, I believe the church is being conditioned to be. To be done away with. But you can't kill the church. You'll never shut the church up. I don't care what you limit it to. I believe that it's it, there's an underlying plot that maybe even people in power don't know. And I was telling you about the chip. And then I got a video this week of somebody getting the chip under their skin. Said it didn't even hurt like a bee sting. And a guy went right up and bought some crackers or something out of a, a vending machine. But then the print on top of the video... And you know you have to take all these things with a grain of salt, but it said how the mark of the beast will be tied to the COVID, the COVID vaccine. And I said, not my video, but listen, people are saying it's all about your health, and I'm going somewhere. Bear with me. It's not all about your church, all about your health, church. When right now we still can't have but ten people, but I went to a store and I tried to not put it out there because I know people are just working for the other man. But I go to one place that is not even as big as this church or much bigger. But they've got an occupancy right now on a handwritten note of 168 people. And so I made sure I took a picture of it. I said, because I need to remember that. 168. I said, well, that's a little more than 10. You see, this is what I have a problem with. I have a problem because, and then I go to another place I'm not going to call, and they're certainly more than a, enough for 10 or 50 people in their parking lot. In fact, I just snapped a picture, and I said, Oh, man, how in the world do you justify this? And you don't have to justify this. Listen to me. You don't have to justify this. It's not about justifying. See, the, the, the church of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, is the only danger, you hear me now, is the only danger to what's going on in the world right now. It's the only danger. It's the only place. This is why there's an attempt to completely bankrupt the United States government. It's already happened. We're in a hole that only a a one world savior type of person can get us out of. There's... There's no way to get out of this unless somebody comes on the scene and says, Look, we've all got to work together. This thing has affected. It hasn't discriminated at all. We've got got to just make sure everybody is okay. Why am I telling you all this? Why am I going through all this? Because in an hour, as you think not, if you think the Lord's coming seven years from now or seven seven days from now, let me tell you what Jesus said. Jesus said, in an hour, you think not. So if you think he's coming right this second, he's not gonna come when you think. If you think he can't come right now because this hadn't happened, he's not gonna come then. He's gonna come like a thief. Oh, I didn't know, I didn't know what happened. He's gonna come like a thief in the night. God wants his people ready, he wants his people prepared, he wants his people preparing people, and that's what you need to be doing. You need to prepare be preparing people. So if, if today was like a modern-day John the Baptist and God is telling us this, it's like God speaking this is what it would look like. I'm sitting down. John the Baptist was eating locusts and wild honey. We're going about our daily routine now. But God is speaking to us while we're eating, while we're sleeping. And the light of the Word of God is shining to us and saying, hear ye. Hear ye, I need you to go prepare the way for my son, your Savior. He's about to return. He's about to come home. I want you to go let people know that I am about to call my children home. And we have to get up from our place of confinement and our homes and our mentality that we can't do anything. Listen, you can witness to somebody through your telephone now. You can witness to somebody through email or a post. And we've got to go and we've got to let everybody know in lines, like I talked about Ray Comfort a while ago. We've got to tell people that Jesus is on his way back. He loves you. He can give you peace right now. And he is the only hope because temporary hope, whether it's a stimulus check or you get the feeling better. Or maybe your job doesn't give out. Or maybe your plant doesn't close. God still is the only permanent hope that the people of this world and this nation have. And we've got to be the John the Baptist today and understand he's coming. I hadn't seen him yet. John the Baptist hadn't seen him yet before he started preaching. He just knew that God said, it's time, it's time, it's time. We've got to preach. We've got to be about his business. We've got to do, and I love you enough to get up from my couch To get up from my phone, to get away from my computer. I've got to let you know that Jesus Christ told us that the world would look like this. God told us through His Word of what it would look like before His Son comes back. The weather reflects it, the seasons reflect it, our economy reflects it. The mentality, the value of human life reflects it. The news reflects it. The entertainment industry, the educational system, everything reflects what he said it would look like. The hearts of many would grow cold. People would have itching ears and that's what we're living in right now and you've got to be ready. God loves you and he wants you to be ready and this is what I want you to know right now. If we hush our mouths if we are quiet, listen to me, if we are quiet, then the Lord says the rocks will cry out. If we don't praise God, and I know you think, oh, praising God's just lifting our hands in worship, but if we don't praise God, folks, through proclaiming that Jesus is soon to return. If, if, if we don't do this, I'm telling you, I, I want everybody everywhere. I, I don't care what part of the country you're in or world you're in. If you're listening anywhere, I want you to know that you know the way home because I'm telling you in this message the way home. There's a lot of messages. We could be preaching about peace and comfort, and we're all going to get through this, but we're all not going to get through this. We're all not going to get through this. The person that's dying lost is not only not going to get through this, they're not going to get through eternity except through hell. And I love people enough and I love my God and His Word enough to make sure if this is my last message, you know, I've got to prepare people. And this is why I come back to the sheep, I come back to the sheep of multitudes. I want you to be prepared and I want you to have the right mindset that you're not caught up In things How how quick is this going to be over with So I can get back to doing this or that I want you to know That's not what God is wanting the body to think about God is wanting the body to think about Listen, today is the day of salvation I see the signs The world, the atheists They don't see the signs They don't see the signs But I do And I've got to let people know He's coming, he's coming It's time to put the locust down The wild honey down And say Jesus loves you He's on his way back And I don't want you to be left behind that's what God's called us to I want you to close your eyes I know it might be weird I'm not in church I can't go to altar you can make an altar where you are you can make an altar where you are I want you to close your eyes and I want you to think about this how much time have I spent in the past six weeks How much time have I spent not only preparing me, but preparing other people? How much time have I spent? Or how much time have I spent compared to what I'm going to do with my stimulus check? I spent a lot of time figuring out what bills I'm going to pay or what I'm going to buy. How much time have you spent? And I'm asking you, this won't benefit me. This is for my God and your God. How much time? You know he's coming back. If you don't believe he's coming back right now, then you need to get prepared. You're not prepared. You're not prepared to meet him. The fool hath said in his heart, There is no God. But I know there's a God. I just don't believe he's coming back right now. Then you are trying to outsmart Jesus. Jesus said, I can come anytime, just be ready. I don't believe God laid this message on my heart. I don't believe God gave us a great example through the life of John the Baptist. For us just to sound like the world. We've got to be about his business. You can be encouraged at home where you are right now. You can be encouraged. Because real soon, the king is coming. The king is coming, the bride is coming, and you want to be ready. And and the people that you even talk to on the phone or through social media, you don't want them left. Folks, I promise you, I promise you this, that you will give an account for everything you do say. But I believe with all my heart equally, I'm going to give an account for all the things I withheld from saying. Parents, you need to make changes in your home right now that reflect Jesus Christ. Because one day it's not going to be tick-tock, tick-tock. It's going to be tick-tock, stop clock. And it's going to be too late. Parents, you need to wake up. If you're not praying with your children and your fathers, listen to me. If you call yourself a Christian and consider yourself a believer of Christ and you don't pray in your home every day, you need to change it right now. I don't care what you have to do. You need to change it. Well, we say grace. I said pray. Pray without ceasing. Your home is your sanctuary now. Has anything changed with you at all? Do you even think about heaven or do you think about how miserable it is? Or are you thinking about how quick you can get to the beach, the mountain, the lake and and get back to where you were? Folks, we've got to understand. We're not supposed to be like the world. We've got to make our calling and election sure. We've got to say today is the day of salvation. We are the only hope. We are the only hand that the world has to bridge them from hell to heaven. That's a big burden. But it's also a huge blessing. Father, I pray for the sinner that's not prepared. That may lead the world before anybody gets to him. I pray in the name of Jesus. Oh God, oh God. That they would know that you sent Jesus to die for them. And as depressing as this time is. It's nothing compared to hell. Lord, to live from day to day and not knowing where food is coming from, there is something worse than that. Although we pray, God, meet needs. Use us to meet needs. We'll do what we can. Father, I need a Savior, and I'm calling on you. You tell him in your own words, but say, I am a sinner, and I need to be saved. If you pray this and you mean it from your heart, say I accept you Jesus. I'm tired of leaning to my own understanding. I will live for you the remainder of my days whatever they look like. Because my told me years ago in the Bible. And I want to be ready. And I want to live under your grace right now, Father, and your blessing. See, it's not just about heaven, friend. Later, it's about living in the love of the Lord right now. And only those, only those who have been bought by the blood and accepted Him have that benefit package. You can get it, but you don't have it unless He's your Lord and Master and King. So God, I cry out for the sinner. I cry out, Lord, for those who have just kind of blended in. And God, I know from my own self how tempting it is. To think like the world's thinking right now. But we got to come out from among them Lord. We do. We've got to preach prepare ye the way. We've got to prepare the way. Father we give you praise. We give you praise. Because you're coming very soon. As the lion. And the lamb of God. In Jesus name. Amen.